The late Tip O'Neill once said that much of politics is smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors, a technique used by 18th century magicians to create impressions of spectral objects and suspended phantoms. By using projectors, reflections, and haze, audiences are fooled into believing there is something before them, when actually there is nothing. In modern English, smoke and mirrors has become an idiom, referring to something that, upon close examination, is mere illusion. Hmm, sounds like Philippine current events to me. Long before the 2022 campaign season, we are in the thick of campaign season. Promises are blown every which way, like thick smoke, miraculous economic progress, the end to squatter living, slashed taxes, free homes for the poor, and gold bars to rival Aladdin's treasure. Aspirants, using bent and angled mirrors, present themselves as miracle workers and heroes in answer to the nation's woes, despite being psychophants recycled from the dark pages of our story. Various projectors are at work, pitching squeaky clean images of their candidates and coloring the future with possibilities that don't exist. Sometimes, I feel like the country is inside a dark, smoky tent, watching magicians flick their quick fingers and quicker switches, while apparitions float past, vying for awe and attention. But then I realize they're not visions, they're people, and what they're fighting for are our votes and high office and power, which makes them scarier even than ghosts. And the dark, smoky tent is not imaginary. It is here and now. O'Neill was right. Politics, smoke, and mirrors are synonyms. But wait, isn't there such a thing as the politics of love? In his encyclical Fratelli Tutti, translated as All Brothers, Pope Francis writes of a better kind of politics, embodied by service, dialogue, and charity, not exploitation, exclusion, and organized crime. One that fights poverty and hunger while protecting citizens' rights, centered not on finance, but on human dignity. If the politics of love is real, if it exists, then there is hope. And why shouldn't it be real? It sounds very much like the kingdom that we pray would come every time we lift our hands to the Father. Very much like Isaiah's words that Jesus proclaimed in the temple. Good news to the poor, freedom for prisoners and the oppressed, sight for the blind, the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus himself says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The bread of life 
the living water is the light of the world. He shall make all things new. He shall bear us up on eagles' wings that will blow away the blinding smoke, shatter the deceptive mirrors. For as Luke says, there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. Yes, the truth shall set us free if we let it. If we make straight its way. Let us listen to what Peter says about this. God has given us the guarantee of something very great and wonderful to come. Through them, we will be able to share the divine nature and to escape corruption in a world that is sunk in vice. But to attain this, we will have to do our utmost ourselves, adding goodness to the faith that we have, understanding to our goodness, self-control to our understanding, patience to our self-control, true devotion to our patience, kindness towards our fellow men to our devotion, and to this kindness, love. There you are.